You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Chelsea, I always give you the opportunity on this show to talk about your beloved NC State Wolfpack. You're a proud graduate. You're on the swimming team. And, oh, my God, your face looks like you just ate a raw onion. I guess you don't want to. I talk about Texas plenty on this show. Ad nauseum. I know people get sick of it. Actually, maybe people love it. I haven't heard. Maybe people say it's not enough. There should be more. You should play the Texas fight song for the 85th time in the fall. Chelsea, this is your moment. You are at home. You are taking on the hated North Carolina Tar Heels and Matt Brown. Oh, my God, is that a band? Strike it up for Chelsea Messenger, folks. Freestyle champion. That's what I call you. When people say, is she your co-host? I say, no, 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 no. Champion swimmer. That's what I say. This is your time, Chelsea. Tell me how you're going to beat the crap out of North Carolina. Uh, well, here's the thing. Every time NC okay. State looks like they're the play, they're, mm-hmm. they're never the play. Because I, for a brief second, considered taking my NC State Wolfpack, getting some points against mm-hmm. Carolina. Because Dave Doran has done one thing very well, and I think that's why he still has a job. He beats Carolina, and that is our rival. But here's the thing. Every time I think I have taken NC State as a play on the show, they have let me down in a massive way. I think I I took them covering the spread against, like, Virginia or somebody, like one of the worst teams in the ACC. What do they do? Mm -hmm. Oh, they didn't cover that spread. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. no, I do not have unwavering faith in my NC State Wolfpack. Like, they've won some games. I'll give them that. It's just... This is when NC State lets everybody down. When everybody expects them to do well, that's when we fall flat on our faces. So, no, I am not expecting a great weekend from my NC State Wolfpack. I think you're going to have an awesome weekend. I ain't going to beat Carolina outright. That's my handicap, honestly. When I looked at this game, I thought, I'm not going into the numbers. I'm just saying, go Chelsea, go Pack. I don't like Mac Brown. I talked about that plenty of times before, and I hope you guys... You get, you get Carolina at home in Raleigh as dogs, three-point dogs. Oh, I'm all over NC State. You guys could win outright. Let's talk about college football. I'm excited for this week. This is one of the best weeks of the I love Thanksgiving. I love time off. I love drinks. And I love football. What more could you ask for? On Thanksgiving, it is the Egg Bowl. One of the more underrated rivalries, I feel like, in college football. Number 13, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Ole Miss, 
laying 10 and a half points. Ole Miss minus 400. Mississippi State is plus 325 on the money line. Your total set at 55 and a hook. Spread has come down from Ole Miss minus 11 and a hook. So a little bit of dog money coming in. Chelsea, what's going to happen on Thanksgiving? Usually by the book, rivalry games, you take a long, hard look at the underdog because usually these games play a little bit closer. But here's the difference, I think, because Ole Miss is known, we know, for their offense and how they can run up the score. Mississippi State, not so much. This is a team that struggles to score even like 13 points. If you look at their last five games, they've scored 13 points or fewer in four of their last five games. Some of these games are extremely low scoring. Uh, they did give up 51 points to Texas A&M, which I feel like is an accomplishment. Texas mm-hmm. A&M should not be scoring 51 points on anybody, I feel like. Uh, but still, this is a tricky one for me. I think I would lean towards the over, though. If you think Mississippi State can even keep it close, that's when you hit the over. If you think they can even contribute to this points total that's in the 50s, this is a pretty low total for an Ole Miss team. It's 55 and a half. Uh, So I Mm -hmm. think it kind of goes both ways. These are correlated. If you think Ole Miss rules the roost, maybe the unders the play because Mississippi State has a real tough time scoring, but also Ole Miss's defense is really bad. Uh, Or you take Ole Miss in the points and you hit the over. But I think I'm taking Ole Miss here. I am taking Ole Miss as well. I'm going against the money. I'm with you. And you know the lane train, if he has a chance to run up the score, he will. There is... First of all, Ole Miss has the, with Jackson Dart, they do have the offensive weaponry to do it, but there's nothing that makes your fan base happier than A, winning, B, covering the number, and then C, rubbing your arch rival's nose in the dirt. And Mississippi State, I understand it's in Starkville. Stark Vegas, I understand it's a rivalry game. I like Ole Miss as well. Let's go to Black Friday. Oh, God. Number 16, Iowa. At Nebraska, Nebraska is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Nebraska is minus 120 on the money line. I was plus 105. Your total, are you guys ready for this? 26-and-a-half. If this were like a 20-game season and we got to game number 20, the total for Iowa games would be 11-and-a-hook. And then they'd win 10 nothing, and the under would hit. Is Nebraska going to upset Iowa in Lincoln? Because I think they will. I love the under again. Yeah, I think the under's the play because they can't seem to make the totals low enough for Iowa. Because even at this posted total, the under would have hit in four of the last five for Iowa. Like last game, it would have barely gone over as that one finished with a total of 28 points, a final score of 15 to 13. Eventually, this bubble is probably going to break. But with this Iowa offense and this really stingy defense, I just don't see it, especially matching up with Nebraska, because I think you look at these totals for Iowa and occasionally you say to yourself, okay, if the other team has a chance to, you know, put some points up, if their identity is a little different than Iowa's, but Nebraska has basically the same identity. Like Mm -hmm. they are a team that's going to pride themselves on like the line play. It's not an offensive juggernaut. So I think this is the perfect recipe for yet another under for Iowa. I do too. Nebraska wins 5-3. That's what's going to happen at this one. I tried to watch a little Iowa football because I had Iowa on the money line last week. I did not lay the three, and thank God because they won by two. There's a reason why I took the Hawkeyes on the money line. That's the first time I had really sat down and watched an Iowa game. 
Holy crap. Those was games are brutal. At one point? What's that? Oh, yeah, was it was 3-2 like at one point. Two? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. I was like, is this Marlins Dodgers in like the third inning? What the hell is happening here? That's I imagine being like an Iowa season ticket holder and going to those games. They are such grinds, but here they are. They're going to play in the Big 12 or the Big 10 championship game. So good on them, but they're going to get destroyed. They're going to get absolutely hammered. Texas Tech at number seven, Texas. Texas is laying 12 and a half points. Texas is minus 500. Texas Tech is plus 375. Your total set at 53 and a hook. The spread has come down from Texas minus 14, then Texas minus 13 and a half, and now Texas minus 12 and a half. And I am going to hammer Texas. I will go more into this tomorrow when we have our pick six for NFL and college football. This is a game Texas has been waiting on since the start of the season when the Big 12 commissioner, who's going to be in attendance, as I've said on this show, Double D, don't you do it. Don't you do it. God, I'm trying to be good here. Try not to go up. I'm going to hold my anger and my vitriol until tomorrow. But let me say this. This is an ass-kicking weeks in the making. Senior night in Austin. The commission's going to be there. Oh, yeah, they're going to try to screw us with a few calls. We know it. If Texas wins, we know it's been 12 championship game. And Texas Tech has done nothing but smart off all season long. There was an article yesterday in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Is Texas scared to play Texas Tech? Is that why they're not playing again when Texas joins the SEC? Are you effing kidding me? Do you think Texas is sitting around saying, don't schedule Texas Tech? Get Oh, my God. Texas in a landslide. It is time for a good old-fashioned butt-kicking out by the woodshed. And it's going to happen. Give them hell. Go, let's go. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Excellent job at maintaining your <sighs> composure there, sir. Even though I thought I was going to see, like, a vein in your head start popping oh, out. And you yes. were going to have an aneurysm by trying to hold to in your anger. But, Jenks, you talked about this at the start of the year, how the comments from the commissioner made you think that they were going to get several calls in their favor when we're talking about Texas Tech. You don't think this is a bigger part of the handicap and this doesn't make you nervous that Texas Tech is at least going to cover? You should see the number of tweets I have. That Iowa State game where I'm telling you a guy would go out of bounds, get the first down, and the official would just push it back yard and a half all game long. Stuff like this. Who, which team in the Big 12 has had the most penalties called against it this year? Texas. And by the way, and this is objective as it gets, there's no way you can tell me that the Texas defensive line is not a top five defensive line in the country. That's a fact. You may not like Texas. You may say they don't belong in the college football playoff. All that. Fair. Fine. This is a great defensive line. Too many holding penalties have been called on an opposing offense this season? Zero. Zero. Imagine that. You have the best defensive line in the country, but not a single time an opposing offense is held. I mean, we have screen captures on our private boards of guys. Guys are in headlocks. Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat. No, it's not going to get called. So maybe that's part of the handicap. You're not wrong. 
Number 11, Oregon State at number 6, Oregon. Oregon laying 13.5. Oregon minus 550. Oregon State plus 425. Total set at 61 and hook. This spread has come down from the Ducks laying 14. All right, Chelsea, I've talked enough about Texas. I told you I would. What's going to happen in this game? <sighs> it might be a run that comes to an end for Oregon State and covering because this has been one of the better covering teams in college football. But the level of play that we've seen from Oregon lately it feels like the Ducks are one of the top teams in the entire country. We know how Bonix has been playing, but it wouldn't be college football if we didn't see some chaos down the stretch, right? So, like, maybe yeah. that is the case for taking the points with Oregon State because overall they've still been, like I said, one of the best covering teams in college football. 13-5 against the number in their last 18 games. I think a lot of people don't really pay attention to Oregon State too much. Uh, people forget that DJU is out there. Um, but still, I think a lot of people may have uh, a sour taste left in their mouth as Oregon State is favorites in the last game against Washington. But that game was really close. They only lost by two despite being favorites here. But this mm -hmm. is a different scenario. They're getting points. They're getting a lot of points. So I think this is one where I would not be shocked if Oregon State covers. But just on paper, it looks like Oregon should cover. But we know that's not really how college football goes, does it? No, I I like Oregon State a lot in this one. And I put a sprinkle on it at 14. I'll tell you one thing about Oregon is that their resume is not that impressive. Seriously. They they've had a great season. But do you know how many wins against top 25 opponents that Oregon has this season? I believe the answer is zero. None. Great game against Washington, still lost that game. So I think this is a good sell high spot on Oregon. I'm not I'm not talking about Beavers on the money line here, but this is way too many points for a Ducks team that I just don't think is good enough to be favored by two touchdowns over a rival. And by the way, look at what happened to Michael Penix Jr. last week against Oregon State. Had a decent game. Of course, Washington won that game, but Michael Penix Jr. was contained and I think Oregon State and its defense can also contain Bo Nix enough to keep this within a couple touchdowns oh we have Ohio State and Michigan on Saturday we have to talk about this quickly number two Ohio State at number three Michigan Michigan laying three and a half Michigan minus 175 Ohio State plus 145 on the money line total set at 45 on the hook the total is down from 46 on the hook Chelsea I want to lean Michigan but Michigan has not played anyone what do you think happens here I think the books are begging you to take Ohio State here, right? With the three and a half. I think it's going to be Michigan. I think that's the play for me. Their offensive line looks like it just plows over people because look at that matchup against Penn State. Coming in, Penn State had one of the best defenses in the entire country. And what did Michigan do? They didn't have to throw the football the entire second half. So I think I'm going to be on Michigan, although I do think Ohio State has some cheat codes, uh, most notably that receiver, Marvin mm -hmm. Harrison Jr. Uh, but still, doesn't this line look a little trappy at three and a half? I feel like you got to sure take does. Michigan. I think ultimately, every, and I do see everyone on Ohio State, because you're going to look at this and you're saying rivalry game, more than a field goal. Michigan hasn't played anyone. All those things are true, but this line is fishy to me. I do think that Michigan can dominate the line of scrimmage, both offensively and defensively. I think that is the difference here. Not going to bet on this game. I would actually be on the Wolverines with you.
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.